Welcome to The Female Influencer. My name is Lacey Shane. I'm a women's influence coach, a consultant, and founder of Real Women Real Success. This is my inaugural podcast. Thanks for joining me. I have a very important reason for wanting to do this podcast, and that's that I want to see more working women like you tapping into their innate female power to advance themselves. And it's something that I have been able to do in my own career, and I know how to teach women to do it. And I want to share that knowledge with you and all women. I want to share the strategies, the wisdom, the aha moments in my stories, my path to success, and actually the path to success of other women in things like overcoming bias, bullies, competitive coworkers, overbearing bosses, oppressive hierarchies. Maybe some of you have been overlooked for a promotion. Really any barrier, which always boils down to people problems, who stand in your way, how to overcome that. Or maybe you're one of these women that doesn't have any of those dysfunctional situations, but you want to advance and you're just not sure how to do it how to put a plan to it, how to be strategic and how to build your influence so that you can actually achieve what it is you want to achieve in your career. I wanna see you using your innate female strengths to build that influence that you need to gain the position in the life you want. I just published a book. It became, in its first day of sales, it became an Amazon number one bestseller. I'm very proud of that. It's called Advancing Through Influence using your five and eight female strengths to break through power barriers and advance your career. And it's really a book about influence. It's a book that I published as a basis for my coaching. I've been coaching for six years and I felt like I really needed the foundation for that coaching down in writing so I could describe the principles and the strategies and the practical tools and actionable tools that really are the foundation for the women that I coach to build their influence and advance their careers. So what I did in the book is I pulled back the curtain on my 30 years of success in uh, business leadership, 20 of those years as a CEO, and share how it is I accomplished nearly every goal I ever had. Not that it was easy. It was not easy. A lot of times it wasn't easy. But how how it is that I was able to accomplish so much and overcome numerous and complex obstacles. So I wanna share those strategies through this podcast. I wanna share the actionable and easy to understand strategies that I use and that other women use. And I'll give you case studies so you can see how the strategies work in practical application and hopefully apply them to your own specific situation. So on this podcast, I wanna share pieces and parts of that wisdom that I really outline in the book and those strategies so that you can use this podcast as your weekly shot in the arm of wisdom so that you can overcome problems and barriers at work, build your influence, and achieve the success that you want to achieve. What I love about our female strengths is that really what it boils down to is you don't have to become like a man to be successful, even if you're working in a man's world, which I did most of my career. There are some strategies that men have that I teach and coach and that I mention in my book and that we'll talk about in subsequent uh, episodes of this podcast. 
Um, knowing the strategy that men are employing and being able to meet them on an equal playing field is very valuable, but you don't have to become a man. You only need to understand your innate strengths, there's five of them, and utilize them strategically to overcome anything you want to overcome in advance or to chart your path to advancement, to make it really clear how to get to where you wanna go. It's completely doable. You're all powerful. You have superpowers and that's what this podcast is about. It's about explaining your superpowers to you so you can leverage them and use them to advance your career. What I'm saying is you only have to become more of who you already are as a woman and utilize the strengths I'm gonna be talking about strategically to overcome barriers and get where you want to go. So in this podcast, I'll be sharing my own wisdom and proven practical strategies, but I'll also be sharing the wisdom of my extended network of successful female executives and female business owners so that you can use this podcast as I said, is your regular wisdom download to start building or increasing your influence to become as powerful as you can possibly become in your career and in your life. And, you know, this is so important to me because when I think of the problems that we face in the world, I often feel like it's the female strengths that are missing when things break down, when things collapse. So I believe we need more women at the top of our corporations and our governments and our communities. I believe we need these strengths. And not only that, but when we look at the stats, the numbers don't lie, ladies. The numbers don't lie. We are 50% of the population, 57% of college graduates. However, women are only 8% of Fortune 500 CEOs, only 30% or less of government executives, depending on which state in the United States you're looking at or what branch of government. And women receive less than nine, I'm sorry, less than 3% of venture capital. So what that means is men receive more than 97% of venture capital. And you have to ask yourself, why is this? How is it that we can come out of college an equal playing field in the same numbers that we enter college, but when we get in the workforce, we're not in leadership in the same numbers? If we were equal in the workforce, we would be at the top in equal numbers. So how do we overcome these unfortunate stats? How do we overcome an uneven playing field? It's by increasing our influence. It's by overcoming the obstacles with our strengths, our five and eight female strengths, so that we can overcome these unfortunate and unfair situations and move our careers and our lives in the direction that we want and frankly, that we dream of. That's what this podcast is about. My passion, as I said, is to see more women at the top of our corporations, our governments, and communities. And I want to say also, it's really important for me to say this, I'm not a fan of any woman at the top. I don't just want any woman, take any woman and put her at the top. I want collaborative, service-minded women who operate with a legitimate purpose to serve a need rather than an agenda. That's not the kind of woman, you know, just like anything, there's good and bad people in every walk of life, in every gender, in every race, in every country. You know, I want the good ones at the top. And those are women that want to serve, that are collaborative and don't have an agenda. Those are the kind of women I want to help get to the top. And I want to be a force for that. And this podcast is helping me do that. It's helping me help women like yourself to increase their influence through their own strengths. 
I want you to become the highest level leader that you can become and that you want to become and to understand that truly you are all powerful. And the only way you can possibly lose that power is either A, by not understanding it so you don't utilize it and leverage it, or by giving it up by thinking you don't have any power. And that is completely false. So in the Female Influencer, I'll be giving you practical tools, strategies, and wisdom that you can apply right away in your career and that come right out of my own influence building playbook. And I'll also be interviewing other successful women and business owners who will share practical, actionable strategies out of their own influence building playbook. And I even might have a couple men on. I did an interview a couple weeks ago uh, with a group of women in the supply chain field. And there were a few men on the call. And it's interesting. There are We need men as our advocates. And it might be really valuable to start having the discussion with them. One of the women said, should we be having this discussion? And I said, absolutely. There's bias. There's things that are unfair. If you decide to get my book, you'll see that women are as highly qualified as men, and we often self-select out of it due to confidence issues, but we are absolutely as qualified or more, sometimes much more highly performing than men. So there's no reason why we shouldn't be at the top in equal numbers. So today for our inaugural podcast, what I wanted to do is I wanted to share your five and eight female strengths with you, the ones I talk about in the book. And we're going to talk a little bit about the first one. So here goes. And I want you to promise, no judgment here, ladies, no judgment. These really are your strengths. And if you buy my book or stick with listening to this podcast on a weekly basis, I will prove to you how powerful these five female strengths are to you and your future. So here's your strengths. Here they are in order. The first one is giving. The second one is emoting, meaning emotion. So emoting. The third one is leveraging, the fourth one is delivering, and the fifth one is bouncing back. And all of these are innate within you. They're in your DNA as a female. In my book, I share research that has been done in each one of these areas that harken back to your own experience as a child and in your experience about having these own strengths play out in your life, showing and demonstrating that they come naturally to you. Today, I want to briefly talk about giving. Giving is by far your most valuable strength. It is absolutely your most valuable superpower. Jim Rohn, who's renowned for being a corporate trainer and an executive coach, said, giving is better than receiving because it starts the giving. I'm sorry. He says, giving is better than receiving because giving starts the receiving process. And so that's what we need to understand and remember when we're giving to build our influence. To build influence with giving, we have to give to the right people or influencers. And those are influencers within our own field. We have to target them. We have to think about who are those people that are influencers in my field. It might be people who have accomplished what you want to accomplish. It might be people who have the power to put you into the position you want to be in. There might be several people. I always encourage my clients, pick three to five people influencers to start trying to build a relationship but pick them strategically and what you do with your giving is you add value to their life that builds trust and camaraderie that you can later leverage for your benefit to help you get where you want to go it's like making deposits in a bank 
It does take time. I always say to my coaching clients, if you're trying to build a relationship with an influencer and you need that influencer right now, today it's too late. You have to make this a habit in your life of building these relationships. You start doing that and you never stop through giving. And when you make that a habit in your career and target influencers strategically, you start to build influence. You start to build relationships that will help you get where you want to go. So I'm not the first one to recognize that giving is the key to great reciprocal relationships. There's a highly successful marriage and family therapist named Dr. Willard Harley out of Minneapolis, and he has a book called His Needs, Her Needs, and he shares the concept of the love bank. And the concept is basically that in all good relationships, both sides of the party are giving into this bank. And the idea is to keep making deposits into the love bank when you're in a romantic relationship, that both part uh, both partners make deposits through giving to the other into the love bank. And that creates this repository of goodwill and good feeling and a desire to do good for the other person. It creates a healthy reciprocal relationship. Well, that's really how every relationship works. It's, um, of course, not romantic. This is a platonic relationship, but all healthy relationships are reciprocal. We can call it, you know, in our professional lives, anything we want, we can call it the trust bank, the rapport bank, the camaraderie bank. It doesn't matter what you call it. It works the same way as Dr. Willard Harley outlined in his book, His, His Needs, Her Needs. The difference is that when you're in the beginning phases of building a relationship with an influencer, you're going to be giving one way for a while. But because you've been strategic, we know that the influencer has something valuable to offer you down the line. And as you give and build trust over time, that relationship seasons and it helps you get to where you want to go. When we give to the right people, we build up that reservoir of goodwill And then later on, when we're ready to make a withdrawal from that relationship, when the relationship is seasoned, we can go make an ask or leverage that influencer to help us get where we want to go, to help us advance. In this giving effort, it's important, it's so important to remember that we have to give what the receiver values and wants. We have to make the kind of connection with them that touches their heart and their mind in the values that they have. So many times I see people, they're like, hey, I'm I'm giving to this relationship, but they're giving what they value, not what the receiver values. And that takes some research. So when you know who your influencers are, really go on the internet and Google them. And if there's someone that you have immediate access to, or you have people in your life that know them or are closer to them, research far and wide, high and low, everything you can find out about that person so you know what makes them tick. Sometimes those beginning giving moments, those that outreach, it can be so small. And I'll give you an example in a minute. It can be so small to get that spark of interest that makes that person say, hmm, maybe this is somebody I want in my life. And they respond. So to give in a way that increases your influence, you really have to do two things. You have to give to the right people meaning influencers that can help you go get to where you want to go. And you have to give what those influencers value, what resonates with them, what aligns with their values, okay? In other words, you have to be strategic about your giving. 
Now I've heard women say, okay, that's selfish. Being strategic about giving is selfish, but you know, really is it? I mean, I have to ask this question truthfully, isn't a reciprocal relationship a healthy relationship? Because when you're giving to a person that has something substantial to give back to you, all you're doing is investing in creating a healthy reciprocal relationship that is going to do good for you and you are going to do good for that other person. You are going to deliver. That is one of your other strengths and women are good at it. You are going to deliver as you're building and giving to build these relationships. So all we're doing is we're being strategic about who we give to and making sure that those we invest our energy into are people that have something of value to give back to us. If you're giving pe- giving to people that don't have anything of value to give back to you, there's only a few situations in which that's okay. Child rearing is one. That's a thankless job for many years, but we sign up for that, right? As moms, we sign up for that. Another one is maybe volunteering. You go and you volunteer because it feeds your soul in some way to go volunteer. There's the feedback, the, 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 the gift you get on the other end is feeling good about your contribution. Or sometimes, here's another giving scenario that is not reciprocated, and that's sometimes caring for an elderly or ailing relative. We all have those experiences at some point in our life. But barring those situations, Healthy relationships are reciprocal and all we're doing when we're strategic about using our giving to build strategic relationships is building healthy relationships. There's nothing wrong with taking ourselves into account in the equation. Listen, I I said this in my interview a couple weeks ago. I don't know any woman that said, I want to get married and I'm going to go out and just marry any, any person. I'm going to marry anyone because taking into consideration what I would want in a relationship is selfish. You don't hear people say that. No, we all understand that if we take into account what we want in a relationship, we have a lot better chance at developing a healthy relationship with another person in a marriage. And it's no different in our relationships at work. So don't feel guilty. Don't think it's selfish about strategically outlining who you want to have relationships with that are influencers. That's smart. And it builds healthy reciprocal relationships. Think about how committed each of you can be to each other, helping each other succeed if you both have something valuable to give. And when we realize this, then the wisdom that Jim Rohn shares that giving starts the receiving process, it becomes exciting because we realize that if we give to the right people, we can build the influence we need to achieve our higher goals. And it actually can be pretty easy. Sometimes it's complex. Most often it's pretty easy to start building that relationship. Here's an example from my playbook. Two years ago, I had a client that was trying to get a contract with a well-known international health club that has clubs all over the United States and Canada. She had been trying for about a year to get a hold of this one executive who was the guy to go to to get a contract with them. She wanted to use their facilities for her swim school. When we started working together, we sat down and we did some research on it because again, she she had been trying for a year. She had an email and she had a phone number. He was not responding for an entire year. So we started doing this research and um, Googled him. We looked on every social media platform, LinkedIn, the whole enchilada, and we found very little except for what we already knew, his title in the organization, and, and really that was it. But we found this old Facebook page that he hadn't even been on in about five years, if I remember correctly. And 
There was nothing on it except one post. Like it was like he started the Facebook account and did one post and then never looked at it again. And that post was him vacationing with his grandkids. And I can't remember what he said on the post, but it became very clear. I mean, think about this. You don't have any social media presence, but the one post in your entire life that you have is about your grandkids. That told us that he was a grandfather and that he really cared about his grandkids. So I was like, that's all we have to go on. We're going to use that, okay? So in her business, which is Drowning Prevention and Swim Lessons, she has a tagline that has to do with, we help parents feel uh, good, or uh, let's see, we help parents be confident that their children are safe in and around the water, okay? So when we crafted our next email, we didn't say we knew he was a grandfather. We didn't, you know, make it clear that we had creeped around on his social media platform, okay? What we did is we said that her business is about helping parents and grandparents feel good that their children and grandchildren are safe in and around the water. And we got an immediate response. Today, she has contracts with multiple facilities that has have been facilitated through this man and that one little email resonated with what he uh, cared about and got the conversation going now when you do something like that you want to have your next touch point planned out because if you get a response you want to bounce off of that and hopefully create the next interaction for us it was easy because since she was asking for a meeting and we got it we could plan at that meeting what the next touch point was gonna be. So hitting the nerve of your influencer in, in an area of something they care about, that is a strategy for giving. You're giving them something that's meaningful to them. So it can really be that simple. The key is to do your research on the right people, meaning influencers that can get you the help you need to go where you wanna go, in this case, to help you get a contract with the self club and rent their facilities. Okay, and there's a lot of other case studies similar to this and in more com complex situations in my book. And I encourage you, if you're so inclined to go buy that book, there's a link um, included with this podcast. You can also go to my website, Real Women, Real Success, and order the book there off Amazon. Um, it's called Advancing Through Influence, so you can go straight to Amazon as well. But that certainly isn't all there is to it, but it's a really good start to get you thinking about how your giving can set you up to connect with the right influencers that can help you get where you want to go. You are more powerful than you can possibly imagine through your skill of giving, and we're so good at it. We're so good at giving. It's, it's in our DNA. Your strength of giving is the lead strength that helps you develop power and influence and rapport with the right people. So I want to thank you for listening to my inaugural podcast, The Female Influencer. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing Karen Siebert. She's in the C-suite at Gallagher-Bassett. She's a woman's woman, I call her, and a philanthropist. And she has a ton of wisdom to share in her own influence playbook on how to build your influence in a way that gets people to take action when you want them to. She's masterful at it, and I know you're going to really enjoy hearing her stories and her strategies that you can apply in your work life. My name's Lacey Shane, and remember, you're all powerful. <laughs>